Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan sitting in studio with Madeline Burke. Uh, You know her from the Amazon Prime morning show Bonjour Sports Talk from Giants uh, reporting for the New York Giants and what else are you doing now? Giants so post much. game live, all MSG, of it. MSG networks. You know, I'm just trying to oversaturate the market here. And now I'm <laughs> popping in, hanging out in the studio with you on the fan. Yeah, thanks for uh, making some time. Oh my I gosh, of busy. course, I'm thrilled to. I'm thrilled to come in. I feel like uh, we haven't done this in a minute. I know it's been and, a long time. I'm um, so happy to be back in here. You know, yep. yakking it up with you and. Talking some football. I can't believe it's week one. I know. You did the morning show this morning, <laughs> which did. is crazy. On a holiday, no days off. There's no days off. There's no sleeping in sports. Yeah, I was going to say, how are you sleeping? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's been a while since I've done that, but I've heard yeah. good things. <laughs> yeah. Last night, I went to the Bruce Springsteen concert last night at, oh. at the stadium. I got like seven, I think. That's a good night. Wow. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> boss, though. How was the show? Good. I heard, my first I heard Bruce he was born show. to run. Yeah. Yes. And it was a bunch of Jersey girls in, in the crowd. Uh-huh. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, obviously one of your jobs is reporting for the New York Giants. Tell us, the listeners, and we're taking your calls. So this is not an interview. This is Madeline and I co-hosting and taking your calls. So call call up Brian Resco on 877-337-6666. You've been there every day this summer, Madeline. What are, let's say, your top three takeaways from the Giants this summer? Gosh, the top three takeaways are uh, this year's Giants aren't last year's Giants. Um, the offense, right? I, I think that's one of those things you got to start with. And I know we've talked about it ad nauseum and in, in the folks that cover the team, the folks that, um, you know, on so many different levels. But the way that this offense looks, not only have they added so many more skilled position players. Darren Waller, heard of him? Yeah, no, he's been great. Um, no, I never heard of him. Right, exactly. Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, they've got so much speed. That was the biggest thing, too, in training camp. That wide receiver room, just the amount of talent and speed that they have in there is just a different group. Last year, you know, when you looked at the the roster construction process in training camp at that point of the season last year, it was like, okay, there's probably about 25, 30 guys that are for sure, and then how do we fill out those other spots on right. the roster? This year, they had the opposite problem. This year, it was like, okay, how do we t- pare down some of these more saturated, more talented positional um, positional groups, which I think is a great problem to have. The other thing, too, is I, you know, we saw one series in the preseason uh, with the starters, yep. and it was a great series. I was there. They did not run the ball once. Yep. Uh if not for, you know, a, a slight little moment between uh, Daniel Jones and Darren Waller, Daniel Jones would have been perfect on that execution. Yep. And five different receivers touched the ball 
Um, and it ended in seven. And it ended in seven. And it ended in a Daniel to Daniel touchdown. Yeah. Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger. And that's the other thing, too, is as much as Darren Waller looks like Daniel Jones' favorite toy, I mean, he went to him three straight times to start that drive. Yep. He also draws a lot of coverage. He draws a lot of attention from that defense. And on that touchdown, Darren Waller had two defenders right on him and a third closing in, three eyes on him. And Daniel Bellinger is like, oh, right over, right this way, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I do think watching this, as much as Darren Waller is going to be, oh, the shiny new toy in the offense, Daniel Bellinger, who is somebody who had so much chemistry with Daniel Jones last season already, yeah. Um, it, this is going to open things up for him a little bit, too. And that's just the tight end position. We know how much Daniel Jones loves a tight end, so that's something that's going to be fun to watch. This offense is going to be fun to watch. Um, so that's, I mean, observation number one right there. Observation number two, these DBs, right? This battle between the receivers and the defensive backs was a good one during training camp as well. And these young corners, you've got uh, Tay Banks, Deontay Banks yeah. goes by Tay. So for all oh. the Giants fans out there who have not yet heard this, okay. Tay, T-A-E, Tay Banks is what he goes by. And so you'll hear um, people who cover the team on the beat, you know, referring to him or see them tweeting about, oh, Tay Banks, Tay Banks. That's Deontay okay. Banks, the Giants' first round uh, corner that they drafted this year. Um, but Tay Banks and Trey Hawkins, Trey Hawkins, a sixth round guy out of Old Dominion, has really worked his tail off for that starting spot. And those two have such a chemistry and a competition and a fire. Watching the two of them compete against each other, Dory Jackson talked about how He's loving being the old guy in the room, right? <laughs> He's like, I remember, you know, earlier on in my career when Logan Ryan was the kind of the veteran guy yeah. and I was younger and I was getting advice from him. And he's like, now I feel like I'm the veteran guy giving advice to these young corners. A Dory in the slot as these two guys on the outside. It's it's going to be interesting to see. And of course, they are still young. They are still rookies. They're tall. They're, uh, well, uh, Trey is tall. Tay is, um, you know, pretty average size for a corner. But they... Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they work in these first few games of actual NFL action. They got a lot of run, and Tay, Tay was shutting it down in the preseason. But I, I got to equate that in my mind. Tay, Deontay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Deontay, Tay, Banks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And number three? And uh, third thing is um, Daniel Jones is just confident. Daniel Jones feeling confident. And I think that uh, the offense, I mean, we talk about this all the time about how, you know, second year under another offensive coordinator. How many times have we said this in Daniel Jones's career? Oh, this is the second year under a coordinator. This will be a better season. Yeah, yeah. But it is true. It and is. that continuity um, and and just that ease and the quickness with which, you know, you learn something one year and it's like, okay, I've got it down. But the more familiar you are with anything, the mm -hmm. faster your mind works, That's the right. faster you can operate in that system. And Daniel Jones just looks a lot more comfortable and a lot looser in this system. And, and he was going through so many different systems over the uh, so many different years. And yes. it's like he never got settled in any of them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, watching the way that he seems to be so at ease mm -hmm. and so sharp and on point um, throughout what we've seen so far in training camp, I cannot wait. I've been waiting all week for Sunday night. I'm going to be <laughs> waiting all week for Sunday night. Pick it, pick it, remix. <laughs> I'm Danielle McCartan. She's Madeline Berg. We're taking your calls at 877-337-6666. Go out to the Bronx. Josh, what's going on? Oh, yes. I'm, I've got a concern about the Giants. What is it? As you know, in the Eastern Conference of the National Football League, but, you know, they got like, what, one, two wins? Um. That's a concern to me. Do you see them improving on that? 
And uh, thank you for taking my call. I'll listen to your answer. Thanks, Josh. Huh? Yeah, Josh, I mean, that's a great point. And that was a big point of emphasis, too, for this team. I mean, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, when they addressed the media, the very first thing they said in that postseason press conference was, we need to close the talent gap in the NFC East. That's the point of emphasis, because it doesn't matter if you win nine games. If only one of them comes in the division, that's going to be a problem. But that being said... They did only win one in the division. They won nine games. They still made it to the playoffs. They still won a playoff game. And they still, um, you know, got to the dance. So it is possible, but you do want to close that talent gap in the conference, in the division. Um, They've put a lot of effort into doing that. It's hard to tell, though, right now what that talent gap looks like. Because, again, we've seen practice. We've seen preseason games. Mm -hmm. We've seen glimmers and glimpses. And until we get... Sunday night in the books until we see what this team looks like against another team that's actually trying to win a game rather than trying to scheme up some things and see how some players execute and see if that guy can make a roster. This is a very different approach. And so until we see that, I mean, we can't really tell how much that talent gap has closed. That being said, you know, when you on paper, on paper, I do. I mean, not just the personnel moves on the, uh, the player side, but maintaining or, or retaining their coordinators. Mike yes, Kafka and Wink Car- Martindale. Yeah. Yes. Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale yep. staying pat. Yep. That cannot go unnoticed. And especially when you think about too, I mean you look at what's happened in Philadelphia, losing both offensive and defensive coordinators. Yep. Think about it this way. If you on a day to day basis doing your job all of us out there have a job we have a boss to report to and you have that communication that you're used to this is how i'm used to this is my workflow this is whatever if that person that you're used to reporting to changes even if your workflow is said to be the exact same even if you're running the same offense even yeah. if the communication's different the way the plays calls coming in is different mm-hmm. the way things move it changes something yep and that's not to say oh my gosh it's going to make the eagles fall apart no that's not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that that is something that's not insignificant there's there's a shift in that dynamic in that workflow Um, and I'm curious how that is going to affect things I'm also curious how the Trey Lance acquisition for Dallas is going to impact that quarterback room because but I like if I'm Dak Prescott like I get being salty that like oh you didn't tell me right but like if they if, if, if a team acquires a high profile wide receiver, you think they sit down all the wide receivers first and like just so you know we're getting this guy? No, they don't. I get the quarterback is a different I mean, position. Guess, yeah, but the other thing too is Dak Prescott. If you are threatened by a young quarterback who could not beat out Sam Darnold for the backup spot, who could not beat out Brock Purdy for the starting spot, yeah, you know Trey Lance. Yes, he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of raw skill. I hope he finds success in this league. But that being said, you know, Dak Prescott, you're you're starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. You should have confidence in yourself that okay yeah this young guy can come into the room and you know maybe light a fire for me to level it up a little bit but I wouldn't feel type of way I just feel bad for him I mean every every which way there's nothing ever positive that comes out of Dallas about Dak Prescott and like I'm just hoping- when they were when they were on hard knocks Dak was it, it was Dak was precious I didn't, he was portrayed so well his relation I feel bad for him his relationship with Ezekiel Elliott they had a, a really sweet little bromance going so uh, no one cares about that here man. I know come I on. know you know what hey listen I'm just I, both teams have fun. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I hope I'm you both kidding. win. 877-337-6666. We go to, uh, let's go to John in Somerset. What's going on, John? Hey, how you doing? Um, I wanted to talk about um, Evans. You're very high on getting Evans, but my thing is, is, is that, is that going to put us over the top? I don't think that's going to put us over the top, and it's going to leave us in uh, salary cap hell again. Put us over the top in terms of winning a Super Bowl? Or yeah. making the playoffs. Yeah. What, what What do you mean by put us over the top? 
Uh, I'm saying is that you're going to make that big move, and it's not going to it's not going to get us where we want to be, and it's going to it's going to it's going to hurt us in the long run. Well, if if the goal is Super Bowl, I, I think I think he's not the final piece on a Super Bowl team. I think the defense can improve it, you know, a lot, especially in the middle. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, no, the I think the defense the uh, defense is the stronger of the two. Uh, uh, between the offense and the defense, the Giants? Yeah, the yeah. defense is the strength of that team. The defense kept that team in these games last year quite a bit of time. I think if there is a point of emphasis, it's that offensive line. If right. you're going to be, but you know, again, today the Giants, you know, reportedly restructuring Daniel Jones' yep. deal, adding a little bit more cap space, a little bit more flexibility that if the right move comes about, they, they have the do ability it. to do that. If so, the right thing. And so I think, then does Mike Evans put them over the top? Then. I, uh, maybe. I mean, think about the formations. You could. Have, you would have Waller. You'd have probably drawing double teams. You'd have Mike Evans, a big target. You have mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt over the top and Saquon Barkley underneath. Yeah. I mean, he could. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, they've got a lot of speed guys in that wide receiver room. They yeah. don't have a lot of big body wide receivers. Yes. They're a lot of kind of shifty, slot-looking guys. Yep. Um, so it would it would hypothetically differentiate that room and create a little bit of a different look. Um, yep. I think the tallest guy, I mean, if you're not counting the tight ends. 6'3". Yeah. Tallest wide receiver. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, Hodgins, and then you've got Darius Slayton, who's, yep. um, you know, in that in that mix. And then, you know, a lot of shiftier, smaller guys. I mean, yep. Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard, all that. And so... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's Again, though, there's so many things. It's why they play the games, you know? You can't yeah. talk about how good a team's going to be on paper. you got to see, do they have that chemistry? I mean, when we when the Giants signed Kenny Galladay, they thought, oh, my gosh, look at Kenny Galladay. This is a guy, this is a shiny new toy. Yeah, because they thought catches. Makes contested catches. That 50-50 ball is yeah. going to be all day. Because a lot of fans, a lot of pundits, a lot of people in that front office probably thought they were getting the Kenny Galladay that was catching balls from Matthew Stafford. Yeah. But he and, and Daniel Jones just couldn't develop that, whatever yeah. that was, or he wasn't the same thing, whatever that was. It's just like anything. Does that puzzle piece look the same way in this offense that it does? And I mean, I, shoot, Mike Evans, he's at 9,000 yard seasons. Like, this man knows how to catch a football. So. And, and from Jameis Winston and Josh McCown. No, exactly. I mean, no offense, no but it wasn't to Brady all those years. Right, right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but again, Joe Shane is the type of GM, too, that I know he has a very, um, he can see the forest from the trees. He's mm-hmm. not making impulsive decisions. Right. He looks at the big picture, the long-term plan. He's not uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul type of a thing. He's going to say, okay, this is what I can afford now. This is what I can afford to do for this team in this situation. This is what we can do that will not put this team in a detriment to in the long term, which is also why, you know, sometimes we've seen uh, last year around the trade deadline, some some uh, rumored moves that didn't get made because he looks at that and he says, OK, you know what? This could be right. X, Y, Z, but here's what I'm willing to give up. And yes. if other teams are pushing for more, he's like, no, no, this is my limit. And I respect a GM like that. He's the type of guy who you want, like budgeting you you like oh no this is the budget we're sticking to the budget <laughs> like got, a dad yeah like That's a it. dad with spreadsheets right <laughs> like i'm sorry our our eating out budget is is maxed out this month so no yeah. tgi fridays tonight That's we it. are we've got food at home <laughs> Wow, that's the. I hated that line growing up. We got food at home. We don't need it. All right, I'm Daniel McCartan. She's Madeline Burke. I'm here coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Welcome back to the Fay. My name is Danielle McCartan. Sitting to my right is the ever so talented Madeline Burke. And uh, 
Thank you again for taking some time. You're here for the next till six o'clock, so thank you. Appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be in here, hanging out with you on a Labor Day. We're laboring on Labor Day. That's right. Bringing some joy to the listeners out here. And 877-337-6666 is the phone number to get aboard. Uh, we see there are four calls on hold. That means there's a one line open, and it's for you. Uh, so, Madeline, the Giants have upgraded their offense this season. Big money, Daniel Jones, back in action, Saquon Barkley, Waller, Shep, Jalen Hyatt, ready to take the top off defenses. Um, so which offense, single offensive piece is going to have the most impact on this team? Darren Waller. The end. <laughs> Period. Stop. <laughs> Period. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that that absolutely, if, if Darren Waller can stay healthy, absolutely the biggest impact because of what he does, like we talked about earlier, is like not only what he does as a target for Daniel Jones, the chemistry that he and Daniel Jones have already developed, but also the attention from a defense that he commands. You can't not pay attention to Darren Waller on a field. Yeah, or game plan for him. Or game plan for him. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, Paul Dettino, my my colleague, our, our dear friend on the, the WFAN, fan, Paul WFAN, Giants WFAN, Paul Dettino, he always calls him Excedrin guys, the type of guys <laughs> yeah. that give opposing coaches migraines and staying up all night popping Excedrin. How am I going to game plan for this guy? Darren Waller is an Excedrin guy. So I like to point to Jalen Hyatt because yes. I like to point to the fact that, and I beating the drum again and again, but Daniel Jones, when you look at his quarterback rating charts, mm-hmm. down the left field sideline, down the right field sideline, over 20 yards, deep yep. throws. Yep. He is above, well above, league average in quarterback rating on those throws. They finally have somebody that can go and spread the field. No, 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 not just somebody. First of all, yeah, which, Jalen I, Hyatt. which I agree that Jalen Hyatt is going to open it up for him, but I always try not to put too much pressure on rookies because, again, he's a rookie. He's coming <sighs> in. We saw what he did at Alabama against <sighs> Alabama when he was at Tennessee. We saw what he's capable of, but he's a rookie, and you know we want to make sure to give him a chance to get his feet wet, but not just— I'm throwing him into right? the fire. Come yes. on. Throw him in. Baptism by fire. Jalen Hyatt, who's a guy who—his GPS— I mean, these players wear GPS tracking devices throughout training camp to see you know how fast they're running— uh, how much activity they're getting, and it helps the coaching staff manage not just you know their workload, but it's like okay, you know what, you got a lot of run in today. We're gonna take it easier on you tomorrow to make sure that we manage and That's mitigate good. and mitigate injury. Good analytics. Good analytics. So that being said, those analytics they'll come up with a lot of stats, including how fast you're moving. Jalen Hyatt. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hit 24 miles per hour multiple times over the training camp. Now, again, this is in shells. This is not in full pads. But the fastest recorded time on a field in an NFL game was Tyreek Hill at like 23.2 miles per hour. So Jalen Hyatt is booking it. But he is not the only fast guy. You got Darius Slayton coming out of Auburn. This guy was like, like so fast. <laughs> like the road uh, He dealt with some hamstring injuries early on in, in his career. And he's kind of finally got his sea legs back. Last year, he restructured his deal, took a pay cut to stay with the Giants, yep. got his confidence back. And this man playing on a whole other level. Darius Slayton, another fast guy. Paris Campbell, another fast guy. Jalen Hyatt, another fast guy. So yes, Jalen Hyatt will add some speed, but so will a lot of these receivers in this yeah. room. Love to see it for mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. He mm-hmm. loved to see it. Yeah. All right, well, and it'll give him time too, because if you know, if you want to make sure to get that ball out quickly, these guys are getting down the fa- oh, field yeah. faster, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we will go to Nick in Hoboken. What's going on, Nick? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So far, great show. Um, really just want to chime in real quick. Mike Evans is uh, not fit for this Giants team whatsoever. Um, and I want to explain that a little bit. I'd love to hear look, that. Look at look at where Kaskas come from in that chief system under Andy Reid. The number one option is the tight end with Travis Kelsey. Okay, we have that with Waller. Then they have a bunch of, I don't want to say gadget, but specialty wide receivers that – mainly have speed, but all have a little bit of a different skill set. Mike Evans just doesn't fit the mold. What the Giants need is certain players like a Hodgins, like Slayton, to step up because now we have Hyde to take the top off. And I think this offense will be completely fine. So I don't I don't want to waste that money. Our swing tackle and, and Matt Parrott, is, he's kind of a disaster. I really want to spend that extra money if we have on some offensive line help. It's still – a weak spot, and I just, I mean, Philly and Dallas, they scare me still. So definitely want to get some help on the offensive line. I hear that, Nick, and I think that that's a really good point to make too because as much as, you know, we're in week one right now and you know that that left tackle spot is secured with Andrew Thomas. I mean, even Brian Dable was talking about this throughout training camp. It's like every position on this team is up for competition except for left tackle, you know? <laughs> uh, you got the right tackle spot secured with Evan Neal. You've got... Uh, JMS, John Michael Schmitz, the rookie, secured at center. But those guards such position, a great pick. It was such a great pick. Yeah. But those guard positions, you know, it's still kind of in flux. And maybe it'll be a bit of a revolving door for the first couple of weeks, which we saw them doing quite a bit last year as well. But you're right. You know, that is a point of weakness and has been for this Giants team for some time now. Um, and, you know, you want to see them shore that up as a priority. I just, how can you just turn down a guy who has had nine straight 1,000 yard receiving seasons? It's to me, you make it work to me. I don't, I get. I understand. I, I understand. Mean, uh, right? Yeah. No, I get I, I'm just but, saying. I'm just saying. Like I can see. I can see that argument too. Because especially too, if it's not broke, right? If that's not the area that's broken. Yeah. And it's you look at what happened with the Jets, right? The Jets have you know a young running back that's coming in with like coming off an injury, sure, but in his second season, you think this guy is going to be great, and then they go and sign Dalvin Cook, and that kind of creates a little bit of tension there as well, when they still have a lot of holes in that offensive line. Um, yes. We know. 877-337-6666. We'll go out to Manny in Manhattan. Manny, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Danielle? Hey, and Madeline. Um, <laughs> hey, Madeline. How you doing? Hey, Manny. How's uh, it going? Good. Just got to say, when it comes to the Giants coverage, uh, you're awesome. I think you, Anita, and Kim are all crushing it when it comes to the Giants. And I uh, just want to give you guys props. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. Um, just real quick, I had a question. So I agree with you. I think... 
he obviously made this restructure because he's got something in mind. It's obvious he doesn't take a day off. He's always looking to make a deal. Yeah, right. But um, do you think, I, I don't know, like I'd be comfortable, say, giving up a fourth at most, maybe one of our wideouts. I heard you mention something more like a second rounder. You don't think that's a bit high? For I don't think the Bucks said? are going to jump for, what did you say, the first thing you said, a fourth rounder and, and a, the Bucks. Are, know the worth of Mike Evans, and they are not going to make a deal. They don't want to trade him. They still a source close to the situation that I know said that they are not at this point. They are not looking to trade him. They're actually looking to to um, to extend him. So if you don't want to give something up, a fourth rounder is not going to per- persuade you to do that. A fourth? No, I think I think right now they're looking for a first minimum for a guy like that. You got Darren Waller for a seven. <laughs> well, I, Joe Shane's a magician. Exactly. I, I get that. Exactly. And Isaiah Simmons and yeah. uh, Boogie Basham. I mean, yeah. he's a magician. Exactly. So maybe I shouldn't put it past him. I don't I'm know. just saying a first. I don't think that's happening. I think maybe. If you're I, the I, think, I, I think, right. Yeah. If you're Bucks, you want a first. Yes, I'm saying. You want a lot of things. You want another Super Bowl, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, realistically, you know, you look long term, maybe a couple fourths, maybe, you know, a fourth and a fifth from next year. Um, a two? No. Too much, because it's also you think about the, the yeah, financial the implications too. Yeah. I mean, the, the money that 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 matches up to be as well. And the Bucks are in a worse spot than the Giants are mm-hmm. currently, even currently. before the Jack Daniel Jones restructure this morning. Right, exactly. Uh, let's go to uh, Douglas in the Bronx. What's going on, Douglas? Hello, Danielle. Hello, Madeline. Happy Labor Day to you both. Happy Thank Labor you. Day, Douglas. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah, M- Madeline. Uh, I'm glad you're on because. Uh, you're terrific in the Giants post-game coverage. Uh, I think uh, I want to bring up one key moment from last season. Uh, this was after the Giants-Vikings playoff game. And you were on the on the panel with Jonathan Casillas. Uh-huh. And he was breaking down uh, a part of the game where uh, the Vikings tight end, TJ Hawkinson, he went off. Uh, he had a great game despite the Vikings' loss. But he was describing it that the Giants, uh, in covering him, had bad eyes. So as he was talking about it, you stopped him and you interrupted and said, for the casual fan, yeah. what does bad eyes mean? And in a way, I'm glad you stopped him because as I was hearing him talk, I'm thinking, uh, is, does he have inside medical knowledge yeah. about what these Giants players are doing? But, but he described it that a, a, a defender who has a responsible opposing player to guard if that opposing player goes off or uh, is, 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 does great, he loses sight of him. So they make that as bad eyes. But Absolutely. I'm glad you made him explain that. So thank you. Thank you, Madeline. That's why oh she's the best. Of course. Of course. Well, I think about it too, because I remember like there are some things and I'm around this game all the time, but when you hear a player talking about the game, there's so many things that are so inside football yeah. or inside like what, what they call it in the meeting room or what have you that to them feels like, oh, everybody knows this. But yeah. to people outside the game, to people outside the locker room, they might and they might not. And I remember when um, he had first made that point to me a while ago, and I was like, I didn't know what that mean- meant. And so then when he right. brought it up on the show, I was like, well, I-, I didn't know what that meant. There's people out there who don't know what that means. Yeah. So let's explain it. That's um, why you're the best. But but no, I mean, I just, I, you know, I just do, <laughs> I do my best. But Douglas, that was a very nice thing to say because I, it is interesting too. There's so many different nuances and yeah. layers to this game. And no matter how much of a football fan you are and how much you watch the game, there's always things that you can learn. or By playing Madden. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what Bryce Petty said that once. He said he learned a lot about, and yeah. he, it blew up. He, I, I, he said, I learned a lot about playing uh, NFL football by playing Madden. And people were like, what? I get that, though. That's how I learned the rules of soccer, by playing FIFA. 
you know, like growing up, I was like, oh, this is how this works. Okay. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. People are like, what? <laughs> We're older, right? We're, We're the same age, yeah. right? Back in my day. Back in my day. I oh. didn't like the Xbox controller. I, I just didn't like it. I just didn't have, I don't know, it was my cousin's thing. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. I bought a, um, I didn't get the new Madden this year. I just don't have the time to play video games. Like, I, I actually like playing video games. I just don't have time to dedicate to it. But I just bought a hockey game. But What game? NHL, whatever it's called, whatever. I just do like the creative player mode and I just play as one player. I don't like playing as like a team in any of the things. Yeah, yeah, you're over it. Yeah, my brother was always like the, the GM, the franchise guy. Build the team. Build the team, yeah. build the roster. And then just play, simulate the season. I was like, what's the fun part? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing the games are the fun part. I feel that, I feel that. I don't know. Anyway, let's go back to the calls. Let's go to Caesar in Parkland, Florida. What's going on, Caesar? Cesare. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Ladies, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm ha- happy Labor Day. Yeah, you too. What's up, Caesar? Yeah, I'm so pumped. Diehard, diehard Giant fan for many years. Um, the only thing that scares me going to this Sunday game, there's only one thing that scares me. What is it? Because our record not good the past few, five years, four years. Prime time. I hate playing prime time. I don't know what it is, especially in Dallas. Or I mean, in Giants Bay, it doesn't matter where, primetime. Jones' record, I believe, is under 500 in primetime. Yeah, it's not great. And that's the only, and, uh, that's the only thing that scares me. Forget about the primetime. If they were playing 4 o'clock, 1 o'clock, I feel real confident this week. <laughs> but the only thing that scares me about this game, no one talks about someone. We're all talking about our offense. We're talking about our defense. Our special teams. I got to see a little more on our special teams. You know, that scared me last year. We didn't really drive too, too much last year. I want to see increases in special teams. And I think Jones this year, I'd like, I like Jones as day one. Mm-hmm. I saw him play. Me too. I've been following him, and uh, I, I really think he's going to have another great year. Um, people are saying he's going to have a good year this year, but he did have a good year last year. He had eight rushing touchdowns last year. No one talks about it. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. his passing touchdowns is low, but he had, you know, he, was, he, he played what he had. You know, we That's had right. no wide receivers last year. So I'm right. just a little psyched and pumped about it. But you ladies doing a great job. Happy Labor Day. Um, take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Caesar. I mean, that is a good point, though, too. And I mean, the primetime thing, yeah, not a good record in primetime. Um, yeah, I think this is it, but I'm not exactly sure if this is the most updated. But yeah, I know he started 0-7 in primetime. Uh, but again, the the most consistent thing about the Giants in primetime is the laundry, right? It's it's the laundry. It's the jersey. And I, I often remind people of this. When you look at, well, historically against the Cowboys and historically in prime time. Because they're all different. Yes, because this team as constructed right now has never played the Dallas Cowboys in prime time. Mm -hmm. And this Dallas Cowboys team as constructed right now has never played the Giants in prime time. Um, And so as much as, yes, in the history books and, oh my gosh, trigger warning, we're used to seeing (laughs) the Giants and the Cowboys and the Cowboys have won, what, like 11 of the last 12 matchups and the last four straight and all that can be true, but that's just laundry because, you know, this is a different team. This is a different look. And, you know, you got to give this this group a chance to either prove you right or prove you wrong. And... I hate when people and like comparing eras to like oh well Tom Brady's a better quarterback than Johnny Unitas like I don't like doing that because the game is so vastly the different. Game is so different. The players you're going against is the different. The rules are the different. Schemes are different. Like yeah. the, the creativity in, yeah. in on both sides of the ball is so different. Styles win fights, and I, I yeah I 
You can't, yeah. Yeah, so to put so much stock in historically this, historically that, who knows? Maybe, but I get that. Maybe. I get when you're used to being like, oh no, this again. Don't, don't. Baby, I swear <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> or, or how about this? Maybe Daniel Jones went home and played Madden on, on Sunday Night Football He's not Kyler Murray, Danielle. <laughs> don't put him in that category. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, how could you get better without actually doing it on the field? I don't know, but... I, I don't put a lot of stock in, historically speaking, this and that. I just don't. No. Except for when the Yankees beat the Astros for the first... They swept the Astros for the first time in 10 years this weekend. I like that stat. That's a good one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, should we do... Brian, should we do one more? Yeah, all right. Let's do one more. Okay, let's go to... Who was up next? Who's up next? Did you see who came up next? I can't tell. All right, let's go uh, then line one. Marty in Maplewood. You're up next here on The Fan with Madeline and Danielle. Marty! Ladies. We're here. Happy, happy holiday, ladies. I don't like to use the word labor because of the fact that uh, uh, labor in your case is, uh, it can be excruciating. But what I'm interested in, I'm not superstitious, but I am very worried about what the, how the Giants are going to deal with Micah Parsons. He's probably the biggest disruptor in the league. Mm -hmm. Are they going to go double tight end? Will they run at him? Will they run away from him? He can single-handedly ruin <laughs> that, that, that whole game. Yeah, he could. The, the whole uh, you know, the whole plan. So, uh, how, how do you think they're going to have they run? For example, have they used that um, the the new fellow Simmons? Have they, have they used them as a uh, as a decoy to play part to to, uh, to run havoc with them in practice? Um, how do you think they're going to deal with the Parsons? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question there, Marty, because that could be a potential game changer. Um, Madeline, real quick, as we got to hit break, what have you seen in practice? Gosh, I mean, where to begin? I mean, the interesting thing with Michael Parsons, I mean, looking at the way that these two teams matched up last year, I mean, you know he's going to be all over the field. They're going to be changing sides. They're going to be coming at it from a different perspective. But also, he and Saquon Barkley were both out at Penn State this weekend. I saw that. They were playing <laughs> they were a little beer pong. both out at Penn State this weekend. <laughs> and you know that there's going to be some feisty, like, okay, we're friends now, but I'll yeah. see you next week, and it's going to be different. Um, it's... Uh, it, it it can't be the same thing. They have to mix it up. It's got to be something different all the time to keep the, the Cowboys defense guessing. Micah Parsons keeping the Cowboys defense. No, the Giants. What they throw at him right. has to keep yes. the Cowboys defense yes. guessing. Absolutely. Can't be the same thing or else he's going to own them. Right, exactly. But the way that the way that this team is tooled up now is, you know, got some different looks that they can give. And so I I'm curious. I still absolutely believe that Micah Parsons is going to be a game wrecker. So yeah. you just have to know and acknowledge that and just say, okay, what else can we do? Yeah, and limit it. And limit it. Yeah. Right. Because you know it's going to happen. It's right. inevitable. Right. Can't stop him. Can't stop him, but you can, you know, do your best to slow him down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said. Whether you're a picky eater or getting together with friends, Grubhub makes it easy to find and order exactly what you want. Grubhub categorizes cuisines with easy labels to help you figure out what you're in the mood for, choose from your favorites, or little gems waiting to be discovered. And when you sign up for Grubhub Plus, get zero delivery fees and donation matching at checkout. Terms and additional fees apply on orders. Grubhub makes life better with takeout. Download the Grubhub app today. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan here with Madeline Burke. I just scared her. Sorry, you're drinking, right? Was that it? So when does happy hour begin? It's been an age-long question dating back to 1800 in Jalisco, Mexico, when the world was first introduced to 1800 tequila, the number one super premium tequila in the U.S. 1800 tequila introduces a new member to the family, cucumber and jalapeno. Spice up your football Sundays with an 1800 cucumber and jalapeno margarita. Or enjoy Blanco, Reposado, Coconut, Anejo, Milenio, and Cristalino. 
1800 tequila at 1800 hours happy hour redefined 1800 tequila 40 percent alcohol by volume proximo spirits jersey city new jersey please celebrate responsibly madeline i love me some tequila i gotta try and some now of these. i will turn on my microphone <laughs> that was my way of making sure you get your reads in <laughs> yeah so uh you speak spanish how did i do Claro que sí, you did well. Oh, good, thanks. Um, very proud of you, yeah. Tried to put the Italian accent on some of them. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are here. Madeline, you're here for another 15 minutes, so we got to get some calls in. Quickly, quickly, which area of the Giants has most improved from last season to this season, Mad Dog? You know, we talk a lot about the changes in the offense, but the defensive line, um, which was very strong last year, uh, I think the depth at the defensive line is going to be an area that is going to get a lot of attention right now. I think that that area, that growth, the the depth of defensive line, the defense in general, the acquisition of Isaiah Simmons is going to be fun. And Boogie Basham is going to be fun. And again, these guys have just gotten there a couple of weeks ago, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, this Giants defense, I think, is going to take some strides. Well, you're talking about... Oh, and Jake Butt, how he's a tight end. Boogie Basham, is that not a defensive lineman's name well, Boogie Basham's first name is Carlos. Carlos Basham. Uh-huh. But Boogie, because he knows that he likes the boogie. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> it's such a great, it's such a great name. Good to know. All right, we'll go back to the calls here, and uh, we go out to Heightstown, and Bill, you're up first. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, Madeline and Danielle. Um, you just stole my thunder. My oh. question was about the giant defense. I'm a 75-year-old giant fan, and we've always won with defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know how strong we're going to be this year. I'm worried about that. I know the offense is getting most of the press, but just your comments on the giant defense. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to defer to you, Madeline. You are there every day. Go ahead. What do you yeah, see? Yeah, I mean, good point, Bill. And I think, you know, like you said, defense wins championships. Some of these best championship teams have had some really strong defenses. And you look at, you know, the the changes, the additions, you know, with Ashawn Robinson and, you know, a healthy Aziz Ojolari, Bobby Okereke coming in. I mean, Danielle, I know how much you play Madden. Bobby Okereke was one of two players on the Colts last year who had a star on now, Madden. Is it Okereke or Okariki? It's Okereke. Okay, I've heard it two different ways. Who says Okereke? I forget what I was listening to, and I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. That is because okay. it's not right. Okay. <laughs> I forget what it was and who it was, but it wasn't right. It's like one of those commercials where it's like, you know, you'll become your parents, and somebody's trying to say I quinoa. Love those. I love yeah. those commercials. Yeah, no. So it's Bobby Okereke. Um, Bobby Okereke is going to make a huge difference in the linebacker room. Um, Isaiah Simmons as well. Um, what are you doing over here? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask him. What I thought it was somebody. She's clarifying. Here. Someone around here possibly mispronounced the name. Oh, okay. I'm so like, I said it wasn't me. Yeah. I knew it was Okereke. Definitely go. not. Yeah. Right. We're, actually, we're just talking about you. So yeah. uh, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> sitting here. That y'all are having a whole other conversation. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> no, it's nothing about you, Madeline. I no, of course not. Of course not. But yes. So I do think that the uh, defensive front, especially, is going to be stronger and I'm curious to see how these young corners fare um I think there's a lot of skill a lot of raw talent there and again there's youth so that's going to be a, a point of emphasis there and we'll see how um how targeted they are but again you know it's really hard to assess in practice yeah in shells going yeah. against each other you know yes of course everybody looks good everybody looks like they're ready to win a Super Bowl right now <laughs> yeah. because they are healthy they're, you know, polished. They're looking great. But you can't really tell until we get a game in the book. Yeah, totally agree with you. All right, we go out to Woodbury, New York. Gary, you're up next here on The Fan. Hello. Hello. Hello Daniel and Madeline. Yo, you hear me? What's yes. up, Gary? 
Yeah, I have the radio on. I just making sure that uh, that it doesn't interfere. So, uh, Danielle, I met you and your parents at Red's Bar in New Jersey last <laughs> oh. night before the Springsteen show. I'm the guy. So I told you I'd call, and I'm a man of my word. Wait, I mean, I'm you're, the, you're the one who was giving me a hard time about the U.S. Women's National Team, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> but we don't. Have, it's a giant call. We don't have to cover that. Topic we won't cover now, that. Maybe for another day. Another day when they make their changes. They make the changes. Let's uh, stick to sports here. Let's go. Come on, give us your Giants point. We move forward. So, Giants point. What do we think? Uh, Second place this year? Playoffs? What are we thinking, ladies? Uh, I think if the Giants do make the playoffs, and thanks for the call there, Gary. You're a man of your word, clearly. Uh, if the Giants make the playoffs, I think it's going to be as a, a wild card team. I don't think I'm maybe. I mean, listen, you, you play the game, right? But on paper, it doesn't look like they're going to win the division. Um, I don't know. Isn't that how it always goes, right? The yeah. team that you don't think has a chance to win the division wins the division, You're which the, is why eternal optimist. I mean, not so much, but it's more like we say this every year. Oh, this team can't win. I mean, last yeah. year, last year at this point, last year. People were talking about how Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball, and Jalen Hurts might not be the quarterback for the Eagles. And now Jalen Hurts took the Eagles to the Super Bowl and, you know, was an MVP candidate. So at this point in the year, there's a lot of things that we're saying now that will not be true in three months. Unfortunately, that resides in the Giants' division. No, I I agree. I understand that. But what I'm saying is if that can happen for the Eagles, that can happen for the Giants, that can happen for the Commanders, that can happen for the Cowboys. They haven't had a repeat champion since 2003. So it's been 20 years of, okay, whose turn is next? Mm. Why not the Giants, right? Um, That schedule is hard. That schedule is a tough one. It's a gauntlet. Third toughest in the league, but not just just opponents, but also you look at this West Coast swing. They've got... Three games in the first 11 days of the season. They start on Sunday night football against the Cowboys at home. And they go out to the West Coast. They play the Cardinals, mm-hmm. which, yes, that team is going through a lot of struggles right now. But still, you know, that's an NFL team. Then they, four days later, play the 49ers at San Francisco. Yeah, that's so they're be a tough staying. One. They're staying out West yep. for that week. So you're out of your rhythm. You're away from home. You're in that. Then you come back. You've got Seahawks on uh, in primetime once again. Then you got another trip. You got Dolphins. You got Bills. You got. Four of the first six games are in prime time, too. So you're playing on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, all over the place. Your head's going to be spinning. So Mm -hmm. by the time you get through the first 10 weeks of the season, if they can have a respectable record, if if, if they get to that Jets game in week eight and they, you know, are above 500, they've got it. Because that home stretch of the season really kind of, you can exhale a little bit more. Um, But, you know... Staying healthy, staying healthy, and um, and it's not so much the opponents as it is just the gauntlet of the schedule that yeah. that is going to be their biggest. Hope. And staying out on the West Coast between the Arizona game and the San Francisco four days rest in right. San Francisco, that's which tough. is why too. I mean, to our caller's point earlier too, that defense is going to really come in handy because offenses don't travel as well as defenses yeah, do. So true. if the defense can really hold their own. Um, you know, the Cardinals game is going to be one thing, but that 49ers game on Thursday Night Football is going to be another. Yeah, and it's hard not to look ahead while you're preparing for the one. They say that they don't, but right, with right. four days and travel in between, it's hard not to, I would assume. Of course, of course. And then, you know, you're staying, again, you're staying out there. You're 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 kind of disjointed a little bit, yeah. um, but that's why they're pros. That's why they get the job done. That's right. Yeah. Let's go to Manalpin, New Jersey. Corey's up on a fan. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making um, it. Thanks for talking Giants. I'm, I love it. Yeah. That's what we talk about. My That's right. Team. I love it, Corey. It's a great thing. But we can't follow the Yankees anymore, so now I'm into this football stuff. So <laughs> we're great. Well, I have a couple of questions. So when you look at the Giants, as I try to do, try to do it uh, objectively, 
but it's very hard sometimes. But I think the offense will be a little bit better with the uh, pieces that I think that he brought in. I don't think they're, uh, you know, big-name pieces, but I thought he, that uh, Joe Shane brought in some really nice little pieces here and there uh, that will help the offense. But I have a question about the defense, and my concern is, and look, I think they'll eventually be pretty good, but their defensive backfield is a little bit, uh, I don't want to say shaky, mm-hmm. but a little bit concerning to me. And also, I think they need another linebacker. I mean, I, that's me. But I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to thank you for uh, for talking Giants. Have a great day. <laughs> Anytime there, Corey. It's easy to do when the Mets and Yankees are on the outs. Not mathematically eliminated, but on their way. It's easy to talk Giants. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to your point about the defensive backfield, I mean, we've talked about the young corners, right? And that's going to be an interesting one. Tay Banks, Deontay Banks, who goes by Tay, and Trey Hawkins on the other side, six-round pick out of Old Dominion, are really kind of shoring up those two starting corner spots. Dory Jackson probably in the spot. Jason Pinnock, though, and, and Xavier McKinney at the safety spot. You got Xavier McKinney healthy again. He had that horrible hand injury last year that yeah. really took him out. This guy was a captain last year. Once again, a captain this year, Xavier and Adore both. Um, he's healthy. He's back. He's hungry because you know how mad he was when he's, you know, you go on vacation on the bye week, you get in a freak accident, yeah. you ruin your hand, and you cannot play the game for several weeks. Yeah. This man has been looking forward to getting back on the field uh, and playing at a high level. Jason Pinnock as well. The Perhaps the highlight play out of Giants training camp was a Jason Pinnock one-handed interception on a ball that was intended for Darren Waller. Um, Impressive. Right, exactly. This man has made so many plays. He's got his head screwed on. He's, you know, doesn't let viral sensation Jason Pinnock is not going to let that go to his head. He's like, no, no, no. I just got to get back out there and work <laughs> hard and all that. I, you know, I think that they are going to be more, I think they're going to be an improved defensive backfield than they were last year. Mm-hmm. We'll see, right? you got to get out there and play the game. I want to try to get as many calls in to, to you, Madeline, before we have to get out of here, or you have to get out of here. Let's go to Richie in Queens. You're up next on the fan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's, what's up, up, Richie? Hey, how are you? Good, uh, good. Daniel, you know, it's coming. We're talking about the primetime games, and, you know, my brother and my friends, we've been going every year one game a year uh, for the last 37 years. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit before your time, guys. Um it is. And um, and it's tough to find a game on a, like a one-day. It's like we don't go into the commander game. Yeah. I because was looking like at the said, schedule, Natalie, too. Yeah. 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 Every game is like, you know, prime time, which is great. Uh, yeah. You know, especially now there's 19 different prime time. Yep. Yeah. You know, when you when you look at them defensively, I think Thibodeau, Alex Howard's going to be a big, big, and they have to really put the pressure on, along with uh, Leonard and uh, and Dexter in the middle. But mm-hmm. I think, Okura, uh, is it Okariki? Is O-Kara-Kay. that the way you pronounce it? Okay, yeah, okay. I think like, he's think like a, carrot cake. <laughs> yeah, and he's an excellent guy that just runs down guys, and and they get picked up this kid Simmons, and then you mm-hmm. look Madeline, you you talked on the on the cornerbacks. I mean, obviously your backfield, defensive backfield, is as good as your front four most of the time if you could put pressure. Right. You know, Banks is a rookie, and you know they got Pinnock in there. Now Pinnock is twenty seven. It's like you know, it's not like. Is he, is all of a sudden is his career kind of just turning for the better? Um, like Holmes, uh, I just think uh, obviously McKinney's solid, but the thing with them offensively, I think that they'll extend plays, keep the defense off the field a little bit more because their offense is—I don't want to say a hundred, maybe it is a hundred percent better. But if Wallace he- healthy and mm-hmm. Slayton is not your main guy, and 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 obviously Hyatt. 
and you know Paris Campbell. Yeah. Um, they've got such weapons, and they're getting Robinson back to slot receivers. Shepard. I know they got rid of um, a few of those guys because they were just loaded. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, their offensive line has to show Neil and, and Neil and Thomas got the capability of being really great. Glowinski, I think this this their center is going to be really good. So that's true. And I, I know. Not be, uh, yeah. And and you know, and just to end it. And Daniel, I mentioned this to you, DeBoer, as far as the excitement and the anticipation mm-hmm. for both teams at this point, I can't remember the last time it's been like this. It's been many, many, many I years. I know, and Richie, we talked and, about how the last time that, you know, when was the last time both baseball scenes were out so early, and I think that feeds into it. Yeah, and like you said, lots to be optimistic about. I know we got to run out of here on time, but uh, lots to look forward to. I think uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is definitely not counting sacks this year. Uh, Zizo Jalari is healthy. And if yeah. he's focused on executing the play rather than just going for the sack, that's going to be one of those moments where he's going to say, okay, I keep the main thing the main thing, and that might actually elevate his play a little bit. Well, stop dealing with your neck pain, backache, sciatica, and go see my main man, Dr. Jay Shaw at the Samwell Institute for Pain Management, a migraine and nerve specialist who gets you back to feeling yourself again with minimally invasive and non-surgical treatments. Join me and thousands of five-star reviews who trust Dr. Jay for pain-relieving solutions. Same-day and next-day appointments are available with offices in Colonia and in Livingston, New Jersey. Turn to Samwell Payne like I did for the effective pain-relieving solutions. Visit samwellpain.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.